This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to a Tuesday tune-up on the Let's Go Win Podcast, where we are here to help you be happy, healthy, wealthy, and get better every single day. We are going to really help on that last part, the wealth part. That is going to be a real focus for today because we have an expert today that he's done it for years and he continues to help people really build, sustain, and grow their wealth. Ryan Urban is a retired longtime financial advisor that sold his practice last year. Ryan is now providing financial consulting to business owners and families for a simple hourly fee by virtual meetings from coast to coast. So it sounds like, Ryan, has it slowed down or picked up? I mean, you sold the practice, but seems like you you jumped right back in. I really tried. I, I tried not to. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it is, it, it's just something I love to do. And it didn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't really actually ready to retire uh, when, when this all happened because I just got a phone call out of the blue one day. And, and so, no, I, I love this stuff. And, and so, uh, as long as I'm able, or as long as somebody wants me, I, <laughs> I'll keep doing it. Well, as a financial advisor, when you got that phone call, I'm guessing, Hey, we'd love to maybe look at buying your business, your book of business, whatever that looked like. Mm-hmm. Obviously the numbers must've penciled out being that you're the advisor here. Yeah. And now you get to continue serving this purpose and path. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a financial advisor, but that sounds like a pretty good deal. Let's put some coin away in the pocket and be able to do this while enjoying a little bit of time off. So tell me about that, man, that not everybody gets the chance to do that. That sounds pretty cool. Well, it uh, it, it worked out pretty well, you know, uh, and you don't really anticipate the phone just ringing out of nowhere, you know, when you own a business and it, it generally doesn't work that way. Uh, but uh, we. Uh, we played with the numbers and, you know, when I work with business owners, you know, uh, part of what we do is we plan for later. And a lot of business owners don't realize that they're building equity in their business, just like you're building equity in your house. And so that goes towards your retirement. And a lot of times they'll, they'll look at me like, what are you talking about equity? Yeah. You know, it, you're going to be able to sell this one day. And so you want to do it right. Uh, fortunately, you know, I, I did what I talk about in my book in terms of making sure that the business was valuable and, and, uh, along this game one day. So now, um, you know, it is kind of nice because, you know, it's, it's more of a, a guidance type thing for me where I, I don't have to be hands-on everything. And of course you're not paying, you know, one or 2% of, of all your cash, uh, for me to do that. So it's, it's kind of a win-win situation. Lots of fun. I, I have such respect for business owners. You know, you're, you know what I'm talking about, where you just, um, you, you have to be good at so many things. You have to be good at what you do, but you also have to be good at being a business owner. And that's a different skill set, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, you know, I want business owners to hear something that you were talking about because I ask often, what is your exit plan? What is your strategy? And often, Ryan, because we're so, focused in the business that hasn't even crossed our mind and like you said i'm building equity well you certainly hope so you're pouring your blood your sweat your tears into it for those listening that maybe don't have a plan in place what would you say in terms of at least starting to think of all right what is my exit strategy what is my you know as i start to maybe look at 
not maybe retiring, but even doing something else, because I think that preparation is really important as you are building your business because it'll help you make proper decisions. Yeah, it's it, it's something that you have to do now, and you use the word plan, and that's that's so important. And and because the, the average business owner is just so busy doing what they do every day, that that sitting down and planning this stuff is just is not usually on their radar. But I can say without any shadow of a doubt, JM, that, that it, it, it's worth it if you do it. Now, remember that there's two things to this. There, there's two parts to this. There is the actual selling of the business. And that in itself is a, is a big picture because you have to worry about taxation. You have to worry about the terms, how you're going to get paid. Uh, you have to make your business attractive to a, to a buyer. But then, of course, there is the whole process of, of building that business. And it hit me one day that, that there are some things that you can do that, uh, that make your business worth more to a buyer that actually make your business more valuable today and, and, and function better today. And so it's kind of a carrot. You know, you're, I'm dangling a carrot to a business owner saying, if you do these things, your business can be worth more later, but it's going to function better today. Ryan, I hope you're still with me, guys. For whatever reason, it looks <laughs> like my battery went down. I, this has never happened. So hopefully you can still hear me. And I, I apologize for missing the last little part of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's so important what you're talking about. Let me ask you, because financial education in general, we're not taught a lot of this at school. This isn't something that often, if I'm going to K through 12, I'm not expecting to really learn financial education. And even as I get into college, unless I'm taking economics courses, the school of financial literacy is it's just lacking. So let's do maybe a small as best we can. What would you say like your top three pieces of advice for people listening? What's so critical for them to really pick up and, and to work on their financial literacy today? Okay. The, the first thing that pops to mind, two, two things really pop to mind. I'm sure a third will as well, but no one likes to plan uh, when it comes to things like, you know, I always tell people, learn Microsoft Excel and get comfortable with numbers because numbers don't lie. And if you can learn to plan, then you can, it, it just clarifies everything. Okay. So you do want to have a plan, whether you're a business owner or whether you're not. So what do you want your retirement to look like? And it's not that difficult to do. I think what we do, we have six questions that we ask to help people plan for retirement. That's it. And if you understand that, it, uh, you're on your way. But you have to be comfortable with the numbers. Secondly, you have to work the plan. And, and that means right away, you know, understanding how to go without and understanding how money works. Boy, JM, you, hit, you really hit my hot button here because... In school, you know, I think they used to call it home economics, you know, but but home economics, you know, back when I was in grade school and when I was in junior high, you know, it, a lot of it was stuff like working in the kitchen. No, home economics ought to be home economics. And that means, uh, you know, I'm a big fanatic for this. I think that, that, that students from junior high school all the way through high school should be taught both personal economics and 
macroeconomics just so they understand. And if nothing else, if they can graduate knowing how to how to invest basically and how to just balance their checkbook and understand what the money is doing, uh, they're going to be helping themselves. Uh, finally, uh, uh, in terms of uh, your, your original question, I, I have a third thing that is also a hot button for me, and that is the word systems. And what I mean by that is that we're, we're, all of us have weaknesses. We all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses, whether you're a business owner or whether you're, whether you're not a business owner. So on those things on which you're not that good, what you want to do is find systems. I hate bookkeeping. Oh, I, I absolutely despise bookkeeping. So what I did as soon as possible is found some a, a system that I could use to keep it nice and simple for my little brain because I, I just couldn't handle it. So delegate the difficult stuff to either a person or to a system, buy into the system and then run it so that that thing can run automatically by itself. Well, and simple is key here. That, that That's the one thing I hope people understand is it doesn't have to be complex. In fact, if your personal economics, if your budget at home is too complicated, you're setting yourself up for failure and yeah. that's why I think having a planner like yourself, where it's, you can look at something complex, break it down pretty easily. But when I'm emotionally attached to all of my bills, all the things that I have going on, I can't see it the same way that a planner like yourself can, Ryan. And, yeah. and I'm totally, because I'm a fan of having people look at my own finances. I'm a fan of having somebody say, hey, here's where you're missing a gap. This is what you really should be uh, looking ahead for. We're, we need to do some future planning here. So maybe I'm advocating for people to call you and do a call with you because I am, but it's really because you have the ability to not be emotionally tied to money. And that's when mistakes, in my opinion, are made is when you have emotional attachment to this bill, this, this, you know, these things that I do because I see the emotional attachment, whereas a financial advisor may ask you the proper questions, which is, why is that so important to you? What right. is that doing for your future? Can you talk to me a bit about these questions that you guys seamlessly seem to be helping clients with? Yeah, I'll tell you, here's my favorite. Uh, when I sit down with someone and it may be that they they have some kind of uh, you know cash put away or they're some kind of investment or some money coming in or whatever it is. I asked them a very, very simple question that often gets a blank stare. And I asked them, what is this money for? What are you going to do with this money? Is it for retirement? Is it for college? Is it for whatever? So there's a list of things that it could be for, or of course, some combination therein. And the reason, JM, is that all of those different answers are going to have different approaches when you're investing the money or when you're just working with the money, paying bills and everything else. So we have to start at the really simple stuff, but here's the good news. It, it really is kind of simple. Once you understand a system, there's that word again, but, but once you understand a system, once you see what's going on, it, it becomes much more clear. Part of what you also have to do is there is so much bad information out there. And as you can imagine, especially when it comes to things like finance, you know, you go online and, and you're going to see all kinds of weird things. The bad news here is that there are so many choices, but the good news is that there are so many choices. And that means 
that you can, if you know what you're doing, and this is one of the things I do for people, is we narrow things down based on your goals, your time frame, your tolerance for risk, but also your comfort level. If you're not comfortable with what you're doing with your money, the first thing, the first moment that puppy drops, you're out. So it's really important to be comfortable with what you're doing. And if you, you're working with someone who's providing you with some guidance, it's their job to explain it to you so you understand exactly what your money is doing and why. And it's all based on what that money is for. And so everything will be, be in that direction. Yeah, and I I think that's obviously smart to to really say what is this for and continue to ask that question again and again and again. Yeah. One of the questions that I don't think gets asked often enough. I'm always curious on this that nest egg, that safety valve, that whatever we want to call it, that oh shit account. <laughs> how much would you suggest is it like 3 months is it 6? I know everybody's different. But really giving people a sense of, you know what, this is what I really should have to mm -hmm. fall back on. Just in case, look, rates do go crazy. Uh, the stock market tanks, whatever is happening, because we all know historically it's going to fluctuate. The market is going to go up. It's going to go down. That's just a part of the way it works. Yeah. So do you have a real like rule of thumb when it comes to having that nest egg, that, that something to fall back on? Okay, I'm going to use a dirty word here. Uh, budget. Okay, this is based on a budget. So in other words, how much, how much money do I need? Is it for three months? Is it for six months? Well, what are we basing it on? Well, that's where we go back to Microsoft Excel. And we have to have a good understanding of how much money we're spending every month. Okay, so once we have that, then typically speaking, you want to have three to six months put away. And I know that that's difficult. Now, right now, with interest rates so high, you can actually earn something like on a on a on a um, a money market account. You can earn you know two or three four percent, which ain't bad considering what it was before. But you do want to have three to six percent. But you don't know what that number is unless and until you have a grasp of what you are spending on the average. Now, this is where it kind of splits up into two. What you may want to do is if you want to have cash set aside and cash doesn't grow very quickly, obviously, there are different ways to, to invest that, not invest that money, to use that money. As I say, a money market account is going to make you more money than a bank savings account or a checking account. A money market account is really easy to find. You can set them up online uh, and there's a bunch of them. Just Google you know, uh, best money market accounts and you're, and you're going to find a bunch of them online. Just make sure, you know, like Ally Bank, Capital One. They're paying a few percent right now, and that's a heck of a lot better than nothing. Uh, but in general, three to six months is what you want to have. And then, then you start looking at investing, putting money away. Do you feel most people don't do a budget because they don't want to see the answer? Because I often, when I was in this financial service world, again, I, I'm not an expert. Money and, and my wife does all the books at our house. But I could always be able to just sit down and ask the question of, like you said, what's this for? Do you realize that you're spending several hundred dollars on junk food per month when the truth is, do we really need to be doing that? Is, yeah. is that why people are so resistant is that you said the ugly word budget, 
because they feel constraints or they just don't want to see how much money is really leaking out the back door. You nailed it. That's I, I believe that's what it is. They they don't want to know. And that's a very human instinct. You know what's funny is is uh when I would sit down with people and we would do retirement planning where we're all it's just all numbers. And I would say, you know, this is beautiful, it's just numbers, and it's and it's not gonna lie to you. People would be pleasantly surprised when they actually sat down and did this. And and because it's not really so bad. And and that your awesome example there of, of too much junk food, that's something that a lot of people do, and you could you could fix that pretty quick. So if you if you're not afraid, you gotta sit down and you just gotta do it. I I still have I, we have two daughters. I can't get one of them to do, do it yet. And she's what, 24, 25. I, and, and she always finds an excuse not to. I'm working on her. But yes, you, you need to know what those numbers are going to look like because you can't do anything in terms of investing or anything else if you don't know how much you don't have available to you. Yeah, one of the things that, and and this is something that I think recently this trend of recurring or subscription-based, where often these things creep in. We have Netflix at $20 a month, and you have the gym membership at $100 a month, and you have yada, yada, yada. And if it's amazing how quickly you can stop and say, holy cow, I'm spending a 1000 bucks a month on stuff. I didn't even realize I had signed up for that. Ooh. So how often should we be checking on this, Ryan? Because my wife and I just did this, and I was like, I didn't even realize we're spending because she does the budget, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month on stuff we're not even using any longer. Two part answer. You should probably do that every quarter, give or take three months. But if you become addicted, I swear, JM, I am not a salesman for Microsoft. Okay. But if you can get yourself to love your Excel spreadsheet, and I'll tell you what I have I have it for myself, for our family, I had it for my business. I have every bill on the day it goes out and how much it is on the spreadsheet. And, and I'm looking at it and you can't miss it. It's sitting right there and you can color code it. You can do whatever you want with it. But if that's, you know, and I'll tell you, the funny thing is I've gotten people addicted to it too, because once they did it a little bit, they, they began to just love it because now I know where all my money is going. I know when it's going out. And if you have multiple accounts, I know which money, which account it's coming out of. But man, those those ghost accounts, you know, six dollars, eight dollars, twelve dollars, they really add up. And if you don't audit yourself, and they say every three months or so, but if you're looking at that Excel spreadsheet every day, you're going to see it anyway, and it's going to be up to you. Yeah, you'll see you'll see those new ones coming in as well. Uh, just quick reminder, everybody, I'm still here. You just can't see me. At least we got Ryan looking good. Brother, I'll leave it with this. Uh, what didn't I know enough to ask you, whether it was about financial services, what you've been working on, uh, people talking to you, what that would look like? What's the last thing you want people to really hear as we start to wrap this up, brother? Because you're a wealth of knowledge. I could ask you questions for days, but I really want you to get that opportunity to to this is what you wish everybody would do financially, or this is what you can do to help them. Well, we've, we've hit on it, but thank you for letting me hit on it again. This is about planning. Uh, You have to have a plan and it's, it's, I promise you, it's not nearly as difficult or painful as you, as you think it would be. If you have a plan where it's in writing 
And if it's particularly if it's financial, if it's in numbers, it's right in front of you. The, the, you know, people may lie to you now and then, but numbers don't. And once it's sitting there in front of you, and, and part of what I do is I hold people's hand through the process. Because as one of the first things you said, JM, was so important, and that is it's my job to know what questions to ask the person. And so then what we do is, you know, essentially we use a funnel approach. I get all these questions answered. Now I've, I'm narrowing down all my choices as to what to recommend to them to do. But you have to plan, whether you're a business owner or whether you're an individual. And once you do that, the, my, one of my favorite words, JM, is clarity. You're going to get clarity in your life and you're going to c- get control over your, your life and your finances. And that's a great feeling. And, and you're going to know where all your weaknesses are and where your strengths are. And then we're going to work on those weaknesses. Yeah, guys, when I listen to him, I, discipline equals freedom. When he's talking about the spreadsheet, that's really the discipline to just look at it. That freedom to not be overwhelmed with your bills, to not feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck. It doesn't have to be that way. I know people that didn't make a ton of money, but they were so good with the money they did keep. That long-term, that compounding interest, it worked out in their favor far more because of what they retained not so much what they made. Ryan, I think what you do is so helpful, brother. And and I love that you're helping people, like you said, on a simply hourly fee. If people wanted to sit down and say, you know what? I'm scared to do a budget. I need help with that. <laughs> Where could they connect with you online and, and maybe do this with you? Easy. Uh, go to alpha4business, alpha4business.com. And you don't need to be a business owner. I work with individuals as well. Uh, my email is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at alpha4business.com. And uh, you, you'll already know what our meeting is going to look like because there I am. You'll have to deal with my, my perfect face for podcasting. And uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But it's, it's, um, I, I've done this for a long time. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a simple process. And, and don't be afraid of the numbers because they they're give you strength. They don't, they don't give you weakness. Yeah, I really hope people take advantage of it, Ryan, because I'm telling you what you do is so important, as you know, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And when you have an expert set you up properly, make it simple. Now it's something that can allow you to breathe, give you that discipline so you can have that freedom. Brother, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I I apologize again for the screen. I could see you. You did great. (laughs) Uh, But man, I just I appreciate the information you're sharing. It's so important. You're the best, JM. Thank you so much. You guys, I told you we're going to work on happy, healthy, and certainly wealthy, and that's what we did today. <laughs> what Ryan is talking about is is simple. It's not complicated, and he will 100% simplify that. He gave you his email. Check this guy out. Go talk to him. Do the hourly fee, whatever it looks like. I promise you, you will get a huge return on that investment just spending the time with him. Make sure to share this with somebody that has challenges with their budget, doesn't know where to turn. I promise you, Ryan knows. And if he doesn't, he will help you to the right place. And until next time, remember, guys, your mindset matters. I appreciate you all so very much. We'll talk very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. 
Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Ryerson.